0: On this episode of Famine Fed, we drop some chips in the fryer, and literally, we drop off some chips for the fryer, Father Mark Mary, of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, to be specific. Listen as Cece and Father Raj dig into nachos, providence, cravings, and the generosity of God alongside our guest. It's the Feast of St. Francis, fam, and this is Franciscan and Fed. Suffering from the hunger of spirit. Make Jesus.
1: Up, fam! CC here.
2: What's up? it in the podcast
1: today. Changing it up. Father Raj, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing wonderful, blessed uh, today. Yeah, we're mixing things up. Cece gets the intro today. She's also going to be our main host tonight. So if anybody's confused by that, um, there, there you have it. She stole my did line I, already once. So
1: Did um, I deliver? Okay. Was that okay? The delivery? I, I,
2: I think the delivery was- he enthusiastic was, enough? That that was great. That was great. <laughs> um, not not as good as when you stole it on the Culture Project uh, video, but, but- Oh,
1: wow. Okay. <laughs> Tell the world- you told me, by the way, it wasn't stolen. So. No, you're right. It, that, <laughs> I, anybody can say that. Know.
2: What is up, fam? We're all family. Anybody can say that. So, um, No, yes. CC is our oh, host right. today, and we're also joined by a wonderful guest, so I'll let her introduce
1: our guest. Well, from the Poco a uh, Poco podcast himself, Father Mark Mary, CFR, buenos dias, buenas tardes. Buenos
0: dias, gracias. What's going on, everybody? Oh, my thanks, gosh. Thanks for having it's, it's, me.
1: It's so exciting to have you on. I just I don't even know when the last time I saw you like in person was. Do you remember years? It's been a while. Yeah, years, right? Yeah, for sure. It's been a while. So it's great to have you on. We're just so honored to have your presence here today. I was telling um, Father Mark Mary before we got on that he's kind of a big deal now, which maybe he doesn't believe that but you know
0: i it, i i told you like if you know me you're like okay it's not he's not a big deal <laughs> <laughs> like, like at all <laughs> like
1: well it's been great yeah. i've been trying to catch up with all the poco a poco podcasts and um, yeah, i'm a big
2: fan i, I i'm it's a huge fun, fan man. of the poco uh, Poco podcast um i, I was still on cc before this actually i um it's great to hear your voice father mark mary because i listen to podcasts at like 1.5 speed or two times speed so um it's, it's slightly different yeah <laughs> so, um but it's great to have you here in person and all that and um And uh, the theme song is always stuck in my head. So um, shout outs to, um, was it uh, Father Isaiah? Yeah, Brother Isaiah. Brother Brother Isaiah. Isaiah. Isaiah who made the That's theme song. So it's great. If you haven't heard the Poco Poco podcast, you got to check it out. It's, it's phenomenal stuff. Their, their chemistry, the brothers chemistry is, is great. And um, yeah, it's so enjoyable. Everything from, uh, from charades and Tinkerbell and, <laughs> spice
1: girls and,
2: and donkeys and swamp yeah. uh, hikes. They, they, they're covering it all. It's, it's yeah. great.
1: That's great. It's fun to see you on that because I feel like, you know, I mean, we, uh, for those who don't know, Father Mark Mary and I served in Honduras at the same time. So, you know, we were able to see each other a lot in person, but it's like, you know, usually once you're out of the mission, you're gone, you don't really see anyone. So it's nice to still be able to hear your insights and still kind of hear you preach on a podcast because I don't get to go to mass with you. So keep it up. It's really, really good stuff.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So here on Famish and Fed Father, we always eat because that's kind of the um the center of who we are as Filipinos and we think it's very central to our faith. So we had something delivered to you. Um, so if you want to crack that open right now, okay. please do. And Mir- it's totally miracles okay.
2: technology We were able to send <laughs> this to F- Father Mark-Mary from, from a distance and, uh, he doesn't know what it is. We're, we're we sent it this m- just a few minutes ago. It just got delivered, right? Father Mark-Mary? It just
0: got in. It just got in. I haven't opened it. I was told not to open it until we started recording.
1: <laughs> so you can open it now. It's going
0: to make noise because it's still in the bag. That's all right. Yeah. Well, actually, that's, that's part
1: fine. of the, that's part of the kick because okay. it's kind of like a little asmr type okay. vibe. Okay.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> I feel like, based on looking at it, there's a few you know hints that are giving it away. <laughs> you can't see it, but I have a delightful nacho spread.
1: Oh my gosh, those Doing, look really hold good. It, hold it up! Can you
0: Put it on the social. We'll take a. Okay. There we go. Uh,
2: that's awesome. So we got some nachos there. There
1: you go. So, but here's
0: how am I supposed to eat this?
1: So I was going to mention. It's totally okay, <laughs> and only on this show is it totally okay. We actually like munch while we're like recording. Okay. I know that's probably like weird. Uh, is that, but, is you that against your the rule? Is that against yeah.
2: I don't know if like eating and talking is that against the rule or.
0: I mean, I think it's just against. Like a pretty universally accepted <laughs> thing.
2: Father Mark, Mary, you're all you. You and I are on the same page there, um, but CC kind of overtook that from the very first episode of our episode uh, of our podcast. She's like, I don't care. I'm eating throughout well, the show. It doesn't whoa, whoa, matter. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. It's not that I don't <laughs> care. It's just this is what happens. We usually do the taste test at the end for that reason because it's like you don't want to be eating and talking. But this is what happens. We get our food ready. So, for example. Here are my nachos. Oh nice. Great, great, great. So I'm ready to eat my nachos. And then I'm sitting here and we're recording and we're talking about how good God is and how amazing food is and how we experience his goodness through food as I sit here hungry, smelling <laughs> these nachos. So what usually happens is I start munching. And by the time it's time to actually taste the food, I have already eaten the food. So
0: which is why deal. you you move you're removing the taste test.
1: We Wow yeah, yeah, Executive. decision. Are. that's, that's <laughs> the reason go.
2: that she's moved the taste test. I, I CeCe's a- got some nachos. Um uh, well we ordered um, nachos for, for Father Mark Mary. Um they're from uh, a Southern California restaurant called um Tacos Jr., I think. Is that what they were called? Um CC, you you put it I
1: name. think it's Tacos Jr.
2: Tacos Jr. have you heard uh, of
1: that place before? Uh-uh. Have you no? no? Okay, I don't no, okay. know. I just looked for the highest rated thing on Yelp. There that has go. delivery. That's so, how I pick.
2: And uh, how we decided what to get you, we got you know kind of the loaded nachos. But um, we were talking, about what, 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 what will he want? Will he want chicken? Will he want carne asada? Well, we went with pastor. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're a priest.
1: You're a priest. And, you know, and you're a, pastor. a pastor now. You're so. a pastor.
0: So we hope you, you enjoy. You,
1: Father Mark Mary, are el pastor. So you I guys. Thought,
0: you I... guys put some good thought into this.
2: <laughs> Very good. So we just kind of go around and we, we 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 take a bite and we we describe you know what what we think. Well, if it's good. Um, so, Father, feel free. Go ahead. Dig in.
0: Am I first? Yeah, yeah you're ahead. first. Your guest. The guest is first. Can I can I like be honest with you guys though? Sure. Yeah. Real quick. I'm I'm the worst at this. This stresses me out so much.
1: <laughs> it stresses you out to eat it's, or too. No, no, no. Like
0: my, my reactions tend to be like pretty like mellow and like in my That's head. You. And so I was down in, in Louisiana. It was like the last thing we did before COVID for a mission. And they're like serious about their food. And like the pastor who was with us had to like coach us on like how to how to respond to make sure that everybody felt like we appreciated their food well. We fit like the first he took us out to dinner the first night and like I totally failed. And he's like, OK, fun, Mark Mary, no offense, but this is, this is not going to cut it. <laughs> so it's like, it's like he's like, you got to eat it. You got to take a bite. You got to close your eyes for a little bit. Mm. Mm. Who cooked this? Who cooked this? Who cooked this? Oh, come here. Let me give you a kiss. Wow. Wow. Oh, so, with the finger snap. But um, so that's just so you know, just to be honest. With you. These these nachos, first of all, the the appeal, the aesthetic is on point. They nailed it. Nice. Very nice.
1: That's partly it, why I picked those. And I even was the like, pastor, this
0: You can't go wrong with this. So it's, it's 10 out of 10. Ooh. Nice. Tacos Ooh. Junior.
1: What's it called? Taco Junior? Tacos and Junior. I'll send you the address in case you want Thanks, to go Taco back Junior. while you're <laughs> home.
2: There you go. Um, Cece, what are you eating?
1: I'm eating um, super nachos with carne asada. I love carne asada. I love all meats, but for whatever reason, I can't not order carne asada if it's on the menu. From Chando's, which is a local Mexican place, tortilleria up the street. And, uh, I mean, as always, it's a slam dunk home run.
2: Chando's is one of my favorite. When Cece said she was getting Chando's, I, I got really sad, actually. I really wanted to... I miss Chando's.
1: Oh, I'm so far you're away. Lying. You're so far from Chando's. What are you um, eating?
2: Um, You know, uh, I had plans of making my own nachos and doing all this, um, you know, but the morning got away from me at a couple of drop-in appointments, so I wasn't able to make my own nachos. We talked about this a little bit last episode with coffee, and and sometimes, um, you know, any coffee is better than no coffee. And I th- I think it rings for nachos also, any nachos, better than no nachos at all. So I, I, I went and got some nachos bel grande from Taco Bell. <laughs> Let's right, see so.
1: them. Oh, you want different. to see them? Okay. I feel like they've changed over the years.
2: Yeah? Yeah? Let me...
1: You know what it is? They don't put green onion on them anymore.
2: Oh, is that what it is?
1: Yeah. There was some kind of like thing. Something happened with the green onions oh. and it was like a lawsuit and they never serve green onions again.
2: Oh, wow. Well... Um, you know, I, I've been snacking on them and, and they're, 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 it's been a long time since I've had Nachos grande, but these are, they're solid. I mean, you, you know, um,
1: Father Mark, Mary, what are your thoughts on Taco Bell?
0: Two thumbs up. Really? I've, I've, I there am I'm all about Taco Bell. No problem at all. Nacho Bell Grande, Taco Bell, any day of the week.
2: There you go. There you go. Uh, Taco <laughs> Bell, if you want to sponsor either the Poco a Poco podcast or our <laughs> podcast, or, you know, reach out Any if there's any representatives, let us know.
1: Well, okay. So as we eat and munch, feel free to eat or not eat, whatever you're comfortable with. It's not a forced thing. Um, but we're we're not offended if you do need to munch. That's okay. kind of the the dynamic. But just to dive in, before we um signed on, Father Raj had mentioned you're the first religious we have um on Famine Fed. So that's really exciting. And a lot of people know you, maybe they've seen you on social media, but just maybe give us a brief intro. Um, who is Father Mark Mary? And if you could tie into that too, who, what religious order are you a part of?
0: Yeah, so um, Father Mark, Mary, Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, um, or CFRs, live out in, just moved from the Bronx to Harlem, originally from Orange County, which is where I am at the moment visiting my family. And uh, so what's to say, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I've become the Director of Communications for the Friars, so I do a lot of our media work, and that's kind of been... I've been doing that for a couple of years. It was actually through, I don't know if you remember, it was years ago. It's kind of embarrassing at this point, but there's like the basketball video. So I when we remember the that, that was like the video. first thing I was involved with. That's and um, thank you. Um, that, was, that was like a bold coming out. That was like a bold first thing to do was the basketball video. But uh, so doing that, and then I'm involved with a couple of different things. And uh, right now I live with the postulants, which are the friars who are just beginning. And so when you like live with those guys, we have, we have 10, which is a, a great number. And so you're kind of on that team. And so with a handful of the guys, I'll meet with them every week and we just kind of like help. It's like a little bit of like a, a prayer workshop, get into that. And then recently I've been doing a lot with the sisters of life out there with their sisters mm. in initial formation. And that, that kind of really picked up during the COVID time. Um, Cause there was like nothing else you could really, you couldn't really do anything. They, they needed priests. And that's been a huge joy of mine. So that's and then yeah, just with the media stuff on Ascension with the the podcast. Um, I, I didn't. I somehow I just got like sucked into this stuff. I probably <laughs> all, like, it's, with the podcast. I don't know if we said it yet. We there was like three other friars we were talking to about doing it, and we're like getting into the episodes and the details. And then this woman called. She's like, "I love what you guys are doing. Is there anything you need?" I was like, "Yeah, actually, we're trying to start a podcast." So she got us all the stuff. We got this equipment. And then I went to the bros and I was like, "Hey, yeah, okay, we're ready. Like, when do you want to start like recording?" And they're like, "Oh, you are serious?" <laughs> they're like, "I was like, yeah, I was serious." They're like, they're like, "No, I don't think we really want to do it." I was like, "Okay." So that's how. So I was like, I had the stuff. I asked by the innocent Angeles. So like, hey, bro, they always say yes. So I was like, you guys want to do this? Because now we're at, now we have a podcast. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. That's a great story. I mean, cause you wouldn't, I would, it feels so natural when you listen. I wouldn't think that there were others in the running. No offense to whoever it was in the <laughs> running.
0: It, yeah. It's, and it, it's Providence. I think it's a God thing, mm-hmm. but, um, that was, that's how it happened. Even the, the Ascension stuff, I was reaching out for other people and then somehow they're like, well, I I guess, do you want to just do it? It's like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, so here I am now on all this media stuff. Oh well, man, no, it's, a, I,
2: it's it's a great blessing, and, and and I I feel you on the providence stuff of all this stuff coming together. I mean, we we've talked a little bit about on our show how our podcast came together was just basically providence of CC's job and us eating and and, and hanging out together. So I, I think these things that God um, draws out of us, we definitely got to see his his hand at work there. So that's a great I, backstory, I, great origin story. Yeah,
0: what diocese are you in, Father? Uh, Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah,
2: okay. yeah, yeah. So Northern California. So yeah. Um, just north of you here.
0: <laughs> Bishop Soto, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know
1: him. He's yeah, from we... your part of this the state. Same high school. Oh wow. Yeah. At the to... same time as you? Uh, <laughs>
0: maybe, not. <laughs> like, maybe not. Maybe not. Modern day, modern day high school.
1: Oh, that's so that's so funny. Yeah. Well, so explain. So you were born and raised in Orange County and you somehow ended up you know in the bronx in new york also in central america what how did how did that all transpire that that's a, there's a lot of things that happened um,
0: where to where to begin the first thing i guess is i was probably like i kind of i went to moderate high school i went to college right out of high school right and uh that was kind of the first time i started to fade a little bit in the faith just out of i don't know if it was laziness or indifference or whatever it was but I, in my first semester, I kind of had my, like my conversion, my all-in-for-Jesus. And pretty quickly, things started to click. I heard somebody talking about Mother Teresa. I was like, it was an anointed thing, and I'm kind of cutting it short. But it was just like, I, I knew that I was made to give my life to the poorest of the poor, and nothing else would satisfy. And so I, from, from that moment, I was like, I want to be a missionary. I want to work with the poor. Not just as, like a, not just as like a side hustle, but like with my whole life. And, um, and then after a young adult meeting, it was a random dude. I only met him this one time. I don't even know his name. We went to, we went to In-N-Out Burger down in Anaheim Hills on Imperial Highway in, in La Palma. And um, he mentioned there's this hardcore, this is, a, this is, a, this is a, the, the, the verbatim, the quotes. Like there's this group of Franciscans out in New York who are hardcore and sleep on the floor. And as like an somewhat immature 18, 19-year-old, I was kind of looking for the most hardcore thing i could hear of and that was it and i was like i looked him up that night did a little google search read our constitutions and um it's like if this is real this is everything i'm looking for And mm-hmm. so that's how i came across the friars and my vocation and um i call it love at first bite uh <laughs> <laughs> <is> that- nice <laughs> in an out burger so nice. i got i got my vocation in an out burger having a
1: yes double
0: double See, just another
2: way that food <laughs> yeah. um, can can bring about goodness and truth and beauty. You never know what you're going to
0: learn in an In and Out Burger. That's that's so good. Um, and it was actually it was like uh, probably a couple of weeks later at Fridays. Fridays used to be the spot <laughs> where we'd go because they had these half off appetizers.
1: Yeah, so I, I was think only they like still do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was only like 19, and so I get like after a young adult meeting, we would just like go to Fridays and hang out. And it was just over a Fridays one night. a a buddy of mine who's a couple years older, just graduated college was just going to go spend a year in South Africa teaching in a school. And I was like, do you think I could go? He's like, I can check. And I ended up like a month later going to South Africa for a year. But again, it was just, you know, around the table. I
1: did not even know that. That Ah, is so wild. So Fridays you owe your Africa journey to Fridays. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And, and I, I bring that up in this context because while I was there, my youth ministry, young adults started looking for uh, like a place to kind of serve as well. And that's mm-hmm. how they found the Missionaries of Christ down in Honduras. And so I had never met a friar yet. But by the time I got back from this year in South Africa, like all my friends had just been on mission with the CFRs. And they all, yeah. I, they all knew friars and wanted to do their weddings and stuff. And so just kind of how God kind of started to, to line things up.
1: Wow. That's amazing. That's I didn't know that whole part about you being in South Africa. I mean, I knew the in and out ish, but I mean, isn't that great, right? That like, sometimes all it takes is being in a place where you're gathered with people in community, not necessarily looking for anything other than that. And you find so much more than what you came for. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that gives a lot of people kind of, you know, a framework for where you're at and what you're doing. So I want to talk a little bit, I mean, you shared a little bit about the media's part of your work okay. as a friar, but you have kind of a special role within the friars and um, part of the friar's charism right, is living poverty. Mm-hmm. And you guys are beggars, essentially, right? So I was thinking about, right, in this podcast, we definitely want to focus on God's providence. Um, what What is that like, you know, going from living in orange County and now being a friar who lives in poverty and has to beg for everything.
0: Yeah. So there's like a couple, a couple levels to it is it's kind of weird. I mean, to be honest, like I've, I've been a friar for whatever it is, 11 years and you get better at it, but like asking somebody to donate something, it's still is pretty uncomfortable, you know, cause you're just like, not, I don't know, you're not necessarily used to it. Um, and it's one, th- it's one thing to like ask somebody to get you like some sandals or something like that, those are kind of like easy, easy, and that's what I do. Like, I have like my sandal, my sandal donor who gives me sandals <laughs> every year on my birthday. Um, but it's still, you know, it's just like it's so, it's so not how we're raised in 2020 or whatever 21st century to like mm-hmm. allow yourself to be dependent on another. Um, So it's still funny to ask, but you got to, I mean, it's, it's, it's a witness. It's something, it's something beautiful to do for the church. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, at the end of the day, the most important thing is like why we do it, the, the Franciscan poverty and dependent, like radical dependence on God's providence, like why we fought for it so strongly the last 800 years is this creates this privileged space to experience God's goodness and his provision in our lives. It's not about us. Again, it's not about us being hardcore. It's not about us doing this or that. It's about allowing God to be father and to be father in the real stuff of life so that you can really taste and see, right, that the Lord is good and he he is who he says he is.
1: Mm. Amen. Amen. That's I love that how you're saying to, to allow God to be father. That reminds me mm-hmm. of like when I was little, we my mom didn't like when my grandpa would like give us stuff. Yeah. So she would always say, don't take money from your grandpa. He doesn't need to, you know, and, and she would always kind of like not, you know, she just didn't want us taking advantage of him, I think. And in the end, I remember one day we were at the mall and we wouldn't let him buy us food because my mom had given us money. And he went up to the cashier at Burger King and he was like, can you check this money? And the, you know, the cashier was like, what? And he was like, well, I, my, my grandchildren don't want to use it. I think there's something wrong with it. And like, we were so like horrified that he had done that. Uh We never turned him down again. And my dad, I told my dad that story and he was like, he just wants to be your grandpa. Let him be your grandpa. So like, there's something about that, right? Because you're saying we're raised now in this day and age to like hustle, right? Work hard, work hard, there's main hustles and side hustles and get go out and work for what you have so like it is very i think counter-cultural in many ways like it goes against everything you're like taught to believe that you have to fight for everything you have that you not you can't it's weak to rely on other people right when when you're just saying it's like god wants to be our father he wants to provide for us and i think there's many situations where because of how society has conditioned us. We don't let him do that even yeah. when he can and he wants to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I get it. It's, it's right. The core wound, this is the catechism is that after, um, after the fall, all sin is a result of disobedience and a lack of trust in God's goodness. Like we, mm-hmm. we, we, we really do often go about life. Like we're kind of in it alone. And, um, and part of the remedy is uh, allowing God the space and the freedom Um, And, and, and it's going to look different, right. For your different states in life, but allowing God to provide as a a way to heal that sort of wound of feeling like you're in it all by yourself or that God isn't trustworthy.
1: Mm, Amen. Amen. Father Roger, anything you want to add to that?
2: No, I, I I just (laughs) just
1: nodding his head over there. (laughs) No,
2: It's it's all good stuff. There's so many stories I can think of where, where God did, you know, in my own life, God has fathered me, you know, and, and um, you know, has, has, poured out blessings in in food-related stories and and other things. So everything you're saying about uh, this radical trust and just allowing yourself to um, be fulfilled by God, it's just resonating uh, really deeply with me. But, you know, um, there's just so much. So I I don't know what I can center in on. One thing I I guess— when you're speaking about begging, it, it's tough for me as a priest. Uh I have to do it also. Um, you know, to ask for folks um to help at the parish for what or whatnot. And it's it, there's a discomfort, as you mentioned, to it, 'cause it's it's not how we're it's not what we're used to doing or um but then to recognize that that God provides you in me in my uncomfortable you know, as uncomfortable as it is sometimes, people are generous. Um and um and he provides those things that we need. And we've talked about it countless times on the show. Not only does he provide uh, what we need, but he's super generous in, in, in you know, giving us even beyond what we need often and, and there's something something to that. You know, we beg and God says, Okay, you came to me. Um, here, here receive all of this good, good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's great, Father Mark Bray. Can you think of any like stories that you have about God, just you know, showing out in His providence to you, either on a personal level or as a C.F.R.
0: I, I have a go-to. I definitely have my go-to story, which is part of why I have this na- these nachos here with me. Yes, <laughs>
2: um, it's why we we we, we picked yeah. that today for you.
0: It's so uh, uh, oh, it's it's hilarious though. Um, but the the big one that I, that stands out that was like super obvious was when I was in, I was just beginning my time. I'm a friar. I was just beginning my time in Honduras. And the first thing we did basically was went to language school in Guatemala. And so we were staying at, we we're staying at this, um, I guess she's like a grandmother's kind of house. She has a couple extra rooms and I'm going to tell the whole story. Is that That's all right? A, yeah. yeah Go for
1: me. it. Okay. It's a good story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I tell, I still tell it a lot. Um, <laughs> But, but like, okay, so it's, it's me, it's two other friars and these two like, uh, American tourist dudes who are down there and we're all staying in the same house. And one morning we're all around the breakfast table and these guys start, the, the tourists start talking about like their dinner last night. And apparently there's like this little restaurant in town that has like the world's best nachos. And so they're talking about like, oh, the nachos, whatever. Like, it's like the nachos were as big as my head and the cheese was so melted and the whatever. The black beans were so black, and the tomatoes were so diced, and and there's like they're going on and on. Like it felt like it was like super ridiculous. Like what are you guys doing? Who talks about food like this? And they were just going over the top about these nachos, and of course, like what they don't know, and which you know, is that nachos are my favorite food. (laughs) And without a doubt, without a doubt, if I was gonna have like one food for the rest of my life, be nachos. It was it was it was nachos bell grande at Taco Bell every day for the rest of my life sweet. I'd be cool. Um, but, but the thing is, right. Like as a Franciscan, like one of the expressions of our, our vow of poverty is that we don't just go buy. We don't just go to El Mono Loco, the restaurant and buy nachos. If we want to, um, we had some traveling money, especially cause we we're going to be like down there for a while. Kind of is like a just in case thing. And I guess technically you could do it without like breaking your vow, but it's just like the spirituality of it. Like I just, we just don't really do that. And so they're going on about, about the nachos and how the ground beef is so ground and this and that. And I was like, um, well, I just really want some nachos right now. But I just don't think it's what, like, it's just not what I'm called to do. And so I'm not going to go buy, buy these nachos. And This is like 100% true story. Breakfast ended. I went to my room, closed the door, made the sign of the cross. Was like, Father, <laughs> I love you. I know you hear me. I know you're good. I know you're mighty. Here's the deal, Father. I really want some nachos right now. Lord, I, want, I do. I want some nachos, but I'm going to be faithful. I'm not going to go buy them. I could. I could go, but I'm not going to do it. You're mighty. You're mighty, Father. You are mighty. You are mighty and you are good. So if you could provide some nachos, I'd love that. Made the sign of the cross. Went about Spanish school, whatever. Got back. Same cast, same crew, same table. Now it's dinner time. And we're kind of chit-chatting about the day. Three friars now, like me, the other two, two American tourists. And as we're there chit-chatting, the grandmother brings out dinner. And, like, I see it. And, like, immediately my heart starts racing. I start, like, salivating, drooling. I'm like, I know what this is. I know what this is. But it was it was it was funny because like it was too big of a thing. I needed like an external confirmation because I saw the plate came out and it was like I saw the chips, right? You saw the saw the melted cheese, the lettuce, the tomatoes, the ground beef, the beans. I was like, oh dang! I was like, so, ¿Cómo uh, se llama este plato? Like I asked her, like, what do you call this dish? And she said, nachos. I was like, yeah. <laughs>
2: That's so great! Like it was too good to be true. You yeah, like, her for confirmation.
0: Exactly, because exactly. I knew the stakes. I'm like, I'm gonna be. This is this is something forever. Like I gotta <laughs> know this is what this is. She's like nachos. Like yes. There
2: we go. God's providence. Amen. And Wait, and the,
0: the sorry. The the funny thing is now it's like that one little trust in God's providence for that plate of nachos has turned into like 150 plates of nachos over the last <laughs> eight years.
1: <laughs> there you go. You think you'll get sick of the nachos? Because it's true, right? Every a lot of people know about the nacho story, so you yeah. must get nachos everywhere. So, is it like has it turned into a nightmare? No, not. It, at hasn't, all. it
0: hasn't turned into a nightmare for like my taste buds. But if you look at most menus, nachos are like the least healthy thing on any menu. And so, like I was, I was in Denver doing something for like five days and like three nights. They gave me nachos, and I was like, "That's just that's just, <laughs> I love it, but it's just not. It's not healthy."
2: that's so good
1: oh man that's a great that's a great story
2: yeah, that's so good. I, I don't know if um in with 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 the constitution with your with your uh, rule, you know, but maybe you know if you're ever craving nachos, Father Mark Mary, feel free to reach out to the Famine Fed podcast. We'll find you somebody. Oh, yeah. who can...
1: <laughs> thank you. Oh yeah, thank the you. The marvels of technology yeah. will show up at your door. That's, uh, well, that's, that's, that's uh, why I was laughing because when I asked you if I could send you something, and you sent me the address in Harlem. I'm thinking, well, I don't really want to send nachos to the guys in Harlem. Like, no offense, but we're not going to buy <laughs> all 15 of y'all nachos. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: We like, might oh, oh, one day, like, Monday. Monday. We a party for the guys over there.
1: <laughs> but yeah, oh, Wes, that's that's just such a great story because I think you know, I mean, Father Roger, you have a similar instance of God just like showing out and providing.
2: Oh man, well, you know this story, and this isn't a, this isn't food related, but it's um, uh, uh, last year I was discerning about um being uh, the chaplain for the mission to Honduras, right, and um, and you know, I I was. Not sure if I could go, and all these things, and and working with the with the students at the Newman Center, a lot of them wanted me to go, and so I was really discerning whether or not I was going to go, and um and I and, you know I was just honest with my discernment with with um my assignments at the time, and I said, okay, Lord, if you if you want if you want me to go, you're going to make it happen, and and a lot of things fell into place providentially. And then after I said yes, do you remember what happened, CC? Do you remember this? No. I don't.
1: I was totally super involved in this whole thing, and I don't have any recollection.
2: You're going to remember in a second. As soon as I said yes, I kind of – I think I Googled something about um, uh, Honduras. And then, um, and then, like, the first thing that showed up was um, the first clock ever <laughs> in the Americas <laughs> is in Honduras, in the place we were going to, in Coneagua. And um, – and I just totally nerded out because I'm so into, like, mechanics and history and all oh. these kind of robotics. And so, like, I was like, okay, God, I said yes. And not only did you make it possible for me to to go to Honduras, but you're showing out by <laughs> giving me the first clock in the Americas. <laughs> It's not maybe not as as tasty as nachos, but I did geek out, and it was. It,
1: he, you know, and I, I do remember that now because I was like, "Is this really what you're excited about?" I'm, like, <laughs> excited excited. I'm just not a history buff, and I lived so many years of the first clock in America. Maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't that, but you should, Father Mark Mary. I know you've been up to the clock tower yeah. in Komayawa a number of times. He. I've done many clock tower tours. I don't think I've ever seen anyone as excited as this <laughs> <so far laughs> that.
2: Clock I was tower. I was pretty geeked out. Yeah. It's it's a phenomenal clock. Like the mechanics anyway. Anyway, that's it, was, so it was it was great. So that's I, yeah, God and God shows out when we say yes.
1: That's exciting that That's part of your um your providence story. I mean wow of all the things. I'm so honored. I'm so honored.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> awesome.
1: I don't know, Father of Mark Mary, have you heard my gelato story?
0: Jul- I have not heard your July. Oh, story. okay.
1: So I have a story and I love, I've probably told this before on this podcast, but I'll tell yeah, it since no, I don't think right. you've heard it. I was, um, I think you might've already been gone too. I don't know if you were still in Honduras, but I was discerning whether or not to go to grad school and I was having a really hard time discerning because I was still felt called to be in Comayagua. But then I was like, well, then I'm going to have to go and leave. And then I'm going to go into debt and then I'm never going to be able to come back and serve and love these people. So, it it just became so obvious after a couple of applications and, and hearing back, I was actually offered a full ride to St. John's University's Rome campus to study and to get my master's. So it was amazing. I got, you know, I was offered the opportunity to go to Rome. Everything was paid for, every single thing. I didn't have to go into debt. It was a summer program. So then I'd get to go and then still live in Honduras while I was studying. It was great. So I already thought that God had gone above and beyond and over the top. I get, I, so I posted, you know, on Facebook, like, hey, I just want to share this amazing story about what God's doing. And so Mary, who is um, one of the, I think she's the president of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I don't know if you know Mary. She's, uh, she formed a f- few of the friars and myself and other missioners in the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. She sends me a message because she sees that I'm going to be in Italy and, um, She's like, can I get your mailing address? I just want to send you something, you know? And so I'm like, okay. And a lot of people were sending me like random things or like, you know, just kind of cards and stuff. So I get a a card in the mail and it's from Mary and there's a check inside and the note says nobody should live in Italy for a month without having gelato every day. This is your gelato fund. I want photo proof. And that's all it said. So I was like, oh, my gosh, like, not only like, OK, you, this is too much. Like, OK, now I'm feeling real spoiled, which I think maybe I needed. So but, you know, I was like, this is crazy. I, I just got a full ride. Now I'm getting like my gelato fully funded. What in the world? Who do I think I am? How little faith do I have? And so it was, you know, I just and I saw her actually a couple years ago and I almost cried. I randomly ran into her at a Catholic <laughs> conference and I was, I almost cried. And then I was like frantically introducing her to everyone. Cause I tell that story as like my Providence story. I'm like, this is the gelato lady. This is gelato. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow. But it was just, you know, I think there's something to be said when God is so generous, but not only that, that he brings like that other people find joy as well through being generous Mm -hmm. like being conduits of god's generosity i've seen just in the need to depend on other people that they people find great joy even myself like there's great joy to be had on the part of the giver i don't know if that makes sense yeah
2: no, it's 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 this sense of uh, authentic koinonia, right? Like we're made in the image and likeness of God, of of giving and receiving. I think I think that there is it, it makes us feel more connected, the bond stronger as members of the of, of the family of of God. Yeah. So yeah, totally,
0: one hundred percent. It's one of the first lessons. I, it's similar when you're a missionary in, in Honduras, but with the friars, like one of the first things you have to teach the guys is how to like receive when somebody else wants to do something for you, mm-hmm. because it's not mm-hmm. about you. It's about giving them the opportunity to help out with something. Um, and yeah, cause it's, it is like you said, it, it, when somebody wants to give and they, and they give freely, like it's a gift back to them just to receive their, their generosity.
1: So shifting gears a little, I think, you know, something that I, I wanted to share, maybe just as kind of fun is I know that sometimes providence or at least my expectation doesn't pan out for what I think um is going to happen or maybe what i'm being provided for but maybe not in necessarily the most generous over-the-top extravagant way um are there any times when maybe um like a meal that you thought you were going to have or a provision that you were expecting like a donation didn't turn out to be what you expected to be do you know the answer
0: do you know one of the stories do you know any of these I, I heard have one, one. I heard one on the, the podcast
2: about your first. Oh, uh, is there
1: I didn't. I don't. Yeah, the, the, no, I don't.
2: Yeah, the, the the first time you went into a, a bread a bakery, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah literally literally, yeah. Oh, literally the have... first
0: time I ever tried to bake anything was a total fail. And it was, was like, this, this was in, in New York, in Monticello, New York. I was a friar. And one of the older friars was like, hey, go to the, there's like this bakery over here. Go see if we can get some like their bread. And um, it was me and Brother Vittorio. We went in. This is like 100% legit. In one corner is a statue of St. Anthony. And another corner is a statue of Padre Pio. And so <laughs> I come in being like, oh, God, you are so good. Look how you like set this place up. And we go to the thing. We're like, hey, we're like Franciscans. And seeing if you'd be able to like donate any bread. And she's probably like a teenager. She's like, uh, let me go talk to the manager. And she goes back and talks to whoever owns the store. And comes back like 15 seconds later. And it's like, no, we're not going to help you uh we're kind of like it was like it was like literally like i should have done it like you see who these people are up here you see these statues like we're like same team, um, same
2: team. you should have stood next to it and like did yeah. like the, yeah like hello the spider-man um,
0: thing of, like. and so we we didn't get anything well that
1: was it that's the story that was it it
0: was a total fail
2: don't oh, know. Have you guys gone back since? I don't know. Never no. walking back into that bakery ever
0: again. <laughs> but it's not like it's not it's not a bad thing though cuz it is. Sure. It's like yeah. It's not we're not it's not like prosperity gospel. Like like yeah, We yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we have bigger we all have bigger concerns, right? Than than nachos and gelato and clocks. But God sometimes is going he's going to really sort of spoil us and sort of treat us in some area. Um just as a reminder, it's like I'm with you in this small stuff. Mm-hmm. I I got you. You can trust me with the big stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm in it for you, like with you for the journey. It's not like every time I ask for anything, it shows up. It does happen mm-hmm. regularly, but. Um... <laughs> so that oh, was.
1: I've, I've never heard that story. Yeah. Can, is this, this
0: the name of this section right here is Comidas Pobres?
1: Comidas Pobres. Like... <laughs> can, can we have
0: one other meals, funny meal story?
1: Yeah. Do you have one?
0: Well, for days. Oh, okay. Been, Lester, for... Go
1: ahead. You're the guest. <laughs> I'm ready, <laughs>
0: but this is this is one of my like this is one of those living with brothers stories, like the okay. brotherhood. The, the It was it was Father Angeles who's on the Poco Poco podcast. Oh my! Him and his brother are both like legit cooks. They're quality. They put a lot of time into it. I'm not like at all. <laughs> uh, I just moved into the new house, and Father Glenn's like, so like, how are you like with cooking? And I'm I was just honest. I'm like, yeah, pretty much whatever is like like fastest. Quickest. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay. (laughs) Not the answer he was looking for, but um, they're both really, really good. And Father Angelus got this this recipe for bisque, Mm. and the only fish we had was tilapia, Mm -hmm. so he was making this tilapia bisque. And it's funny, look like part of how you do it is like you throw it in like a blender, like blend it up, and so it tasted unbelievable. It It was really good, but what we we all called it was a warm fish smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, and Father Angelus made us a warm fish smoothie. And for days, we were like, we were talking about it. We had some guests over for Catholic Underground. Hey, you want some warm fish smoothie? And it was like, this is one of those, like, it was super good. He sp- spent a lot of time with it. And then for for history, now all the brothers referred to his warm fish smoothie.
2: Oh man, I'm actually excited. I, I kind of want to taste that. I, I, well, no, I love... no,
1: I'm in, I'm intrigued.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, meant, I mentioned cooking tilapia on the last podcast episode. Yeah, so that's
1: the second tilapia mentioned in a row. It Wait, was phenomenal. it an actual smoothie though? Like it was an actual smoothie.
0: No, it wasn't a smoothie, but it was blended in like the blender yeah. we use for making smoothies.
2: It's a bisque, a, a soup, right? So yeah, so you you you, you cream oh, it, or you okay. blend it up. Okay. So that makes sense. I'm sure that makes he um sense. he um strained it and all that, but you're basically yeah. blending down the flavor into soup.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... But it looks oh, like when you're tossing everything
2: in it looks like you're making a smoothie. <laughs>
0: but he still I mean, like we bring it up and he's just like you guys are idiots. Like it's, <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's one of my it's one of my
0: favorite things to to bug him with. Oh that's great.
1: Oh my gosh. I remember living in Honduras one of my like comidas pobres so like that I remember um Carol who was the head of our house she was gone she was in Africa for like a month and you know she left a certain amount of money to buy whatever we needed to buy. And we were like, we we didn't have anything, you know, like we were done. Carol was coming back like the next day. It was like Sunday night. It's supposed to be like, we're in community. We're having a fraternal night. We're going to have a really good meal. And of course it was like my turn to cook. It was like me and my friend Nelly. So we're like, what are we going to cook? Cause like there's, we haven't gone grocery shopping. We don't go till tomorrow, Carol, cause it doesn't come back. And all I remember Was that, you know, in in Honduras during mango season, everybody, there's mangoes everywhere and people are just dropping off mangoes. Like whatever the fruit of the day is, right? It's like shows Mm. up at your door. There's tons of bananas. There's tons of mangoes. So we had tons of mangoes and all we had left to eat, like no joke in the house was like a bag of broken tostadas. So we served, (laughs) I served for dinner that night, mangoes and broken tostadas. And it was like just such like this humbling moment where we were like, you know, as much as we complain about Carol, you know, she's like the house mom, you know, she has to deal with all of us. And we're all young adults with, you know, no idea what, how to live yet. And we're still growing in holiness. We were like, we want Carol back. We want Carol back mm-hmm. so she can make us some food. But we are like, we like, even to this day, anyone who lives in that house remembers the dinner of mangoes and tostadas because like mangoes were such like a symbol of abundance and like joy and after that it kind of like put a different spin Mm -hmm. on mangoes for us
2: that doesn't sound that bad you know you could you could you could break up the tostadas (laughs) you could they could be mango nachos right
1: (laughs) i should have knocked on the friary door maybe
2: (laughs) there you go awesome oh my I I can't think of a comida pobre story. I can't really. Um, I mean, there's all the, all the times in, um, in college when you open up your cabinet and your, or your fridge and you're like, oh, yep, nothing, nothing here. And, and that was, you know considering all things, probably not the um, the most challenging thing in the world. But um, yeah, there is a, those moments when you're like, man, I'm really craving something and it doesn't look like I'm God's going to be able to fulfill it or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be able to receive it right now. And yeah, you, you wait and you remember those good times and you just keep looking forward. Uh, that's kind of my thought about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think too, like the notion of hungering or desiring something that you can't have, like it's not a bad thing. Right. I no, think yeah. we're just so used to like instant gratification. Like, I can door dash nachos if I want to. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're used to that, but it's like, okay. Like I don't like what I'm eating right now, but okay. Right. Like I'm not, I'm, yeah. I can, God is still good. Even if this food isn't right. Well, <laughs> so and what like, you're saying
2: about craving and desiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's, it's so rooted in, in who we are. Right. We, we look at in, in, in scripture, you know, that's what, it's what our, it's what our, Podcast is is titled after right <laughs> being famished, mm-hmm. but God's still feeding us in some way, and and maybe the journey we we don't get what we want necessarily, but we're still on the journey to to to, to something greater, and we can keep craving that that greater thing. Um, we talked about in and out earlier. Um, I, I, I chuckled when you first started, mentioned your vocation story, Father Mark Mary, because um uh you know I preach on in and out uh um you know about once a year I'll preach on in and out every because...
1: Easter. <laughs> Or Lent. Some, somewhere within
2: Easter, Easter or Lent. Because I, I, um, I talk about the cravings of meat during Lent, and and how there's a great joy that I go uh, at the Easter Vigil after the Easter Vigil to go get an In-N-Out cheeseburger because, you know, that craving in in the throughout Lent is not supposed to break us down or make us sad. It, um, you know, it should point point us to, to to Easter, to to something good, uh, something more beautiful. And, um, I, you know, listening to you guys' last podcast about, um, you know, spirit being spiritually hangry, yeah, hangry. Right? um, I, I, it really resonated. Right. And this, this notion of, yeah, you know, we're hangry because we want to rest in, in the Lord. We want to lean into the Lord. Really. That's what, where the, um, spiritual hanger comes from. I don't know if you, if you want to dig, dig deeper into that father, Mark, Mary, or comment on that. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess just the sort of, um, Maybe in a, a kind of a, a broader way, just as a, like how, how you eat, what you eat, like it all does actually matter and mm. there's depth to it, you know, um, and in a lot of different ways. One one of the things I was thinking of where it came home is I was just beginning a, every year the friars make like a, a solitude retreat, which is basically a week where you're on your own. And we're at this like monastery. It's kind of like the female version of the Carthusians, like these sort of like super hardcore kind of nunish women and they have a little place to retreat and one of the things they tell you i think this is the i think this is literally it's like when you're on retreat like chew your food 30 times before swallowing and it's like what but but the idea is like they understand like like it's basically like slow down like take Mm -hmm. your time experience what you're doing like do what you're doing don't be distracted and even to the point of like how you eat your food like like take your time with it and wow. and there's something about that like especially in the culture we're in like where we're always doing we're always multitask we're always doing a bunch of stuff we're always hurrying it's like one of the things particularly like as a family is like take time when you're eating like slow down be together just be there um it's like a gift from the lord this this need for hunger because it's like okay i need to sometimes eat but i need to like like when you when we're doing it, like let's slow down, let's take our time, let's do what we're doing, and let's do it in with others. You know, that's just that's one one thought. Ooh. No, yeah, yeah, that's
1: that, good that's, stuff.
0: That is good stuff.
1: Oh my! Well, just to kind of wrap up before we just close with some fun stuff. Um, any just words for people that you know we've been talking about providence. We've been talking about you know rushing through things, uh, craving things. Any practical steps for people just to increase their trust in God's providence in this journey.
0: All right. That's, that's um, so it's going to be different for everybody. And I, and I really do. I feel like it's important to keep saying that because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people are what we're, when we're inviting you to trust, we're not inviting you to trust with whether or not you buy nachos. It's like, you're trusting mm-hmm. with your finances. You're trusted with your health. You're trusted with your kids um, who are away from the faith, things like that. There, I think, one, one of the words that's been speaking to me a lot is that like the kingdom of God is like a seed that's planted, right? And over time mm-hmm. it, it's watered. And over time it grows and grows and grows. It becomes this big sort of tree. It's just like, we basically like, we need to give God time. You need mm-hmm. to God, give God permission to sort of take you on a journey to, to feed you, nurse you along the way, but to not, to not have the completed perfection of everything like immediately. Um, so just that that trust of waiting, the trust of giving God permission um, to do what He's doing in his time, I really think giving God like growing in the grace of, of this hope which ex- expresses itself with a trustful waiting, I really think uh, something that we're all kind of called to develop. Mm,
1: that's good stuff. Father Raj, any thoughts?
2: No, I, um,
1: nope, nothing to add. I think that's, <laughs> that,
2: that's, that's good. I think I think it's 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 a great season right now to to really um, allow allow that to take root in our lives. That patience, waiting, um, and and even if um if we don't rec- if if there's something we're we're longing for more more fully, to see the ways that we're we're still being fed and accompanied on the journey right now, and and um you know even um even if it takes a, it takes a while um god is god is at work no yeah i think I, I don't have much more to add
1: i know i feel like you were talking to me did you like read my soul or something it's it's the journey for all of
0: us <laughs> it's oh I, it's everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah poco a poco, poco little by po- little, po- by po- little. Po- there it's you go Vamos yeah. say again.
1: somos Vamos peregrinos a- i know exactly <laughs> <There> yeah, <laughs> we you know. i not where that poco was. yep <laughs> Oh, oh, that's so good. Well, thank you for sharing that Father Mark Mary as a closer. We usually do like a crazy trivia thing where people get really stressed out. I'm not going to do that to you because you're on a home visit, but we're going to end with a little this or that I think you did this with your postulants on social media or someone, but I'm just going to rapid fire choices at you. And you're going to respond with your first initial, you know, I, I reaction. You ready to go?
0: Yeah, totally. 100%. Some
1: of them are like yeses or nos. So just, you know, interpret it as you will. Pineapple on pizza. Yep. Coffee black or with cream and sugar? Black. Sandals or barefoot? Sandals. Hermitage or community retreat?
0: Hermitage.
1: Live talk in front of people or recorded and edited podcast? Live
0: talk in front of people.
1: Holy hour at 4 a.m. or rosary at 11 p.m.?
0: Rosary at 11 p.m.
1: Kitchen crew or cleanup crew?
0: Cleanup crew all day.
1: Honduras or New York? Honduras. What's more annoying, Father Angelus is coughing or being called Father Mark?
0: Being called Father Mark.
1: <laughs> and the last one, Father Innocent or Father Angelus?
0: Neither. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those were oh, good questions. You know what you're talking about. You know your stuff. What? Those are good questions.
2: Oh, well, well we, thank you. No, we, listen, we
0: listen to the podcast. We're, fans to the podcast and... And...
1: We're friends. I feel yeah, like yeah, I have, yeah. you good. know the friars.
0: You know the like That was know. those are really good questions.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored. So, you know, it just to close out, for people, where can we find you? What, you know, where, what are the dates as far as where your podcast is accessed, what when you guys drop stuff, et cetera.
0: Yeah, I think I think the, the kind of the landing pad we send people to is our Instagram, which is CFR underscore Franciscans. And um if you get there you know, you can find everything. It's all linked there. Uh every Wednesday we have a new podcast out, new episode, Poco Poco Podcast. And um yeah, I think that's it.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. I forgot to mention at the beginning this podcast is going to drop on the feast of St. Francis of Assisi.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Totally
1: forgot to mention it. So, yes, definitely, you yeah. know, prayers up to St. Francis um, on your guys' behalf. Uh, Father uh, Raj, I, I, any closing words? Yeah, you no.
2: Know, I just, I, I know you, you mentioned that you, you don't think you're a big deal, Father Mark Mary, but you're going to be released for our podcast on the feast of St. Francis. You represent all <laughs> <laughs> Franciscans Come on. for Come us. On. So, so, there you go. That's, that's, no, we, we, we plan that strategically, and it's a great joy to have you um on here uh it's 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 a blessing um i've been I, this is just me rambling now but uh my own vocation and my own um faith journey has been nourished um in, in different ways crossing by the the cfr so um you know i have a, a strong appreciation for the work that you guys do and and, and you guys as charism so um yeah it, it I thank you for your your vocation Father Mark Mary and um thank you for what you're doing with with social media and all that stuff it's 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 been a blessing so and it's a joy to have you here and you're welcome back anytime yes. um if you have you know we don't we maybe don't have time for it today but if you have any you know embarrassing stories about Cecilia from her time in <laughs> Honduras we'll, we'll, we'll take those you can prepare those uh, for next time um well, oh, real quick I, our our listeners want to know was CC more humble in in Honduras <laughs> Or has she grown in her humility since then? Was, you know, when you knew her, was she, she has a, she has a line in, in, in this podcast that she'll, she'll say often, that she defaults to greatness. <laughs> um, I don't know. Was, in
0: Honduras, was she that humble? She, her greatness default has always been there. No.
1: Yes! Uh, <laughs> that sounds like an affirmation to me. Yeah, I don't you're know good. about you guys. You're
0: good. you're good.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Told you. Told you.
0: <laughs> I default to greatness. That's a good one. I like yeah, that. Right?
1: Thank you. Well, I just like to think I was created in the image and likeness of God. Therefore, my default is being God's image, which is greatness. Right? That's my thought process. Are you still
0: an up uppity volleyball player?
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's what I... Oh my gosh! Now we're like we've okay. got some time I'm still here. We've still
2: got some time. Um, I'm checking the. You know, we we've got enough time in the recording. Father Mark, Mary, would you please share with us um, this story about uppity
0: volleyball? Well, what I remember is this is because in like one of the things you do in the in Honduras is play volleyball, yeah. and I just remember this one day like Cecilia's like sitting on the side, classic, just like armchair quarterback sitting on the side, just like nobody here knows how to play volleyball. They're all like, they're all terrible. Do, you, do they, you know that?
1: Do you remember that? I, I do. I do remember that. It was true. You knew they true. couldn't play either, though, yeah. right? Yeah. I think I just said things that... Well,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, when CC's <laughs> brother is a really good volleyball player. And, and, we were like uh, a volleyball
1: family, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, I mean, oh, I, I play a lot gosh, I of volleyball. I
1: can't believe so I, I, I can that's what you remember. That. <laughs> that's what you remember? Well, because I was thinking,
0: like, I, what I most... I remember going to your house to watch the 49ers. <laughs> In the yes. playoffs.
1: Father Mark Berry is a Niners fan. Ah, Big time. Big okay. nice. time
0: that, Niners fan. That wrecked me. That because who was that? The one they lost to the Seahawks. I think.
1: Yeah, we watched. Uh, uh,
0: I was. Yeah. I was destroyed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay. We're just, well. So, Father Mark, Mary, and I also, whenever it's like football season, we we kind of banter back and forth a little. So, okay. You know, this last Super Bowl or this last, yeah, was it last year? When was it that yeah, when we were emailing? It was yeah. a lot going on. No. We were there were a couple emails going. <laughs> oh, good stuff! It's a joy to be able to speak to you again, Father. It's a connect, you know, and again, hopefully we get to cross paths in the future. If not, you know, definitely digitally will will continue to keep in touch and keep your your work in our prayers. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm really. Yeah, it's an honor, privilege good time just to be with you so thank you for for having me
2: okay so um well this has been our episode on providence and nachos and all kinds of good stuff with father mark mary uh from uh, the franciscan friars of the renewal so um as always we want to say come to the table
1: stay fed fam Peace, fam and fed is a production of urban picks all things to all you can find all of
0: our content on our website wwwurbanpickscom slash FamineFed. Please like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at faminefed at urbanpix.com or leave us a comment on the Urban Picks website. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time.